Alistair Hand, thank you for joining me on GV Talks. Thanks for having me. What have you been up to this morning? Um, took the little man for a walk, actually. Emma got up and went to the gym, so stayed home and looked after the little man for a while while she went to the gym and got a session in. She's um, loving getting back into it and getting her body back into shape because she was uh, obviously it's a big change for a woman to go through, so she's um, pumped to get fit and fit and stuff again but she's doing really well has she fully recovered yeah she's she's recovered but obviously there's like harvey's eight weeks old today so yeah um she's still got that little bit of a way to go to get where she wants to be but she's done an amazing job so far yeah i've noticed a bit of a trend with um new mothers wanting to get back into shape fast yeah but you've just gone through this traumatic experience of Uh, giving like birth and growing something inside of you for nine months correct you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself yeah and i think she does that a a bit she's trying to make it happen quicker than uh what it's going to be able to happen but no she's doing good she's doing real well are you all ready for christmas i think so i think we just i just finished up on the weekend actually um pretty sorted it's going to be pretty busy especially now with harvey like go to uh, my family Christmas morning, then duck to Emma's family Christmas lunchtime, probably back to mum and dad's for dinner, Boxing Day down to Melbourne for Emma's dad, who lives down there, then come back the next day for dad's side of the family here. So it's going to be uh, pretty tiring. Do you think that that sounds enjoyable or hectic? Because that sounds like my worst nightmare. What <laughs> you just described then? Well, if most anyone that knows me knows that my life's pretty hectic all the time, yeah. so it's sort of, sort of the norm for me. But yeah, it's uh not as normal now trying to do it with a kid. But yeah, no, just another good. challenge for you. Exactly right. Uh, before we get too deep into it, do you want to let the shepherd and people know who they're listening to? Um, Alistair Hand. Born and raised in Shepparton by my wonderful parents, Brett and Fiona. Two older brothers, Michael and Nick. Um, I work at GV Sign Makers as a sign writer, graphic designer. I own Four Kings Clothing. Um, was diagnosed with leukemia in 2016. Kicked his ass. Find me on Instagram at Handy Four Kings. Four Kings Clothing, GV Sign Makers, Alistair.jpg or Eat With Alistair. <laughs> I think that's it. You can just wrap it up there. That's a mouthful, man. How um how is like eats with Alistair and your your photography going? Um, it's slowed down. It's more of a, ho- a hobby. Oh, it's just a hobby. It's always just been a hobby. Yeah. Um, the photography stuff. I've always just been one to pull out my phone and take heap of photos. At I don't know if I've gone away with mates and stuff. And then just decided, oh well, I love going on adventures and that too. Go to waterfalls, so I just bought a camera and I just made that page more so to not overload my personal page with photos of waterfalls and birds and stuff that people don't want to see. You know what I mean? Like anyone that actually cares or can follow it, but I don't want to overflow my other page. And the Eat With Alistair was the same thing. I was just posting food flat out because I love eating. So I just made an Eat With Alistair page, which has actually been good sometimes because I've got some free free food. Just from posting That's it. all you can ask for. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah. But it's more just about appreciating food. And I was always getting people messaging me like, I'm in Essendon, tell me where I should go to eat. Like, just because yeah. I, yeah. 
so they're more just fun but so i'm not like constant on there yeah it's just yeah fun things yeah great um what i wanted to get you on the show for was because i wanted to have a chat to you because you've just had a son it's amazing yes Um, harvey my uh amazing partner emma and i had a little beautiful boy eight weeks ago harvey um so yeah huge huge life changes how did you come up with the name it took us ages um we had a couple of girls named because we didn't find out the sex surprise Awesome. Yeah, I feel like everyone everyone goes and does a gender reveal and shit these days. So, um, Emma was pretty tempted a couple of times to find out yeah uh, the sex, but now we kept it a secret. And um, yeah, had a couple of girls' names pretty quick. The guy, the boys' names took us so long. Like we had a list of probably eight names that were sort of bouncing off each other, but there was never that one that we sort of were like, yep that's it yeah wasn't till I think it was only about a month before um, he arrived that we came up with two names on the same day Harvey being one of them I wanted it I liked that it flowed like Harvey Hand just yes. it works my mate Trent Cole he has a kid Carter so it's Carter Cole and I just thought that that was mad because it just flows real well so I sort of went off that and then um, got Harvey Hand and then Suits. Have you seen Suits? Yes. Harvey, just... Harvey Specter. Yep. I don't, there's not many Harveys that I know at all. And most of the time, if you don't use a name, it's because it's, you know, someone that's a dickhead. That's, you know, you know, <laughs> yes. someone that's like, I don't like that person. I've got that name. I don't know any Harveys, but I know Harvey Specter, who's a lord. Yeah. He's a boss. And obviously, want my kid to be a little lord. Yeah. When you, um, when I read Harvey, he popped into my mind. That's the only Harvey I know. Yeah. Exactly. There was a, there's been a few people, few friends that are like, was it Suits? And I'm like, partly. Like, it wasn't, oh, well, should know me Harvey because of Suits. But it was like, Harvey's a cool name and then it works because yeah. Harvey Spectre. Uh, on that note, my firstborn son will be called Theodore Tempest. Oh, I like that. TT. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I love that. Theodore Tempest. Yeah, that's cool. What was the other name? Can Tommy. You mm. Tommy Hand? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, I think you went with the right decision. I think so too. Ne- especially even more now. Like before he was born. Yeah, okay. I was up in there a little bit more, but now it's like I couldn't see him as a Tommy at all. Yeah. Hmm. What was your childhood like? It was awesome. I've you were shepherding local? Shepherding local yeah. my whole life, besides about a year in hospital in Melbourne. Yeah. But, um, yeah, mum and dad... Brought us up, uh, me and my two brothers. We're, we're not like loaded, but we've always had an, like everything that we sort of needed. Always had great family holidays, like que- did Queensland and Tasmania, and we did a three month trip uh, up the centre and down the west coast when I was grade four in a caravan. Yeah. Um. So that was still best holiday I've ever been on, and I'd love to do it with Harvey one day. Um. So yeah, my childhood was great. Living in Shep, playing sport. All us boys were always into sport. Um, yeah, no complaints at all. Yeah. So what was like your dad like? Can um, you recall? I think these questions are hard if you haven't given it a lot of thought. Yeah. But if you give it some thought, it's kind of like, oh, well, my dad was this person to me. Um, 
I feel like Dad was sort of the more reserved one out of the two and more the more laid back one. Like if I was when I was 14, 15, whatever, it's like, oh, Dad, can I get some boys around? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, like yeah, he was yeah. the chilled one. But then if I was being a dickhead, if Dad got angry, that's when you knew you are in trouble sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like Dad was... If Dad got in there and had a dickhead... Because Mum would just yell at his boys all the time. No, yeah. like not all the time, but Mum would cover from Mum. But if Dad if Dad got in there and got angry, it's you knew you are in the shit. If you were ever in big trouble... Who would you call your mum or your dad? That's a hard one. My mum is the most caring, yeah, most caring mother that I've ever seen or known. Obviously, she's mine, but like, she's the most caring person. But I feel like you wouldn't get in as much trouble as that with dad. <laughs> <laughs> if I was actually, in, if I was in shit, then yeah, yeah, it's a hard one. I didn't have a great relationship with my mum, but the two times I was in big trouble, I called her. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just felt like 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 the role of the mother was to protect me. Yeah. In a different way that the father would. Like 100%. He would come in angry and want to fix the problem. I didn't need that because I was traumatized. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like traumatized. Traumatized. Yeah. Um, I needed to be like nurtured yeah, before yeah, I could go, deal yeah. with the problem. Yeah. So no, that's fair. Yeah, it's funny. Like you said, but till you actually full on think about it. Yeah. How um how do they feel about being grandparents? Love it. Were they on your mum, case? I about think it? mum would move in if she could. No, <laughs> that no, weren't on weren't on my case at all. Um it was unexpected. It wasn't wasn't planned. Yeah. Um and it was funny, I think mum had because mum's parents are still alive. Yeah. And she'd had a conversation with my pop. She, I think she said it was only a month or two before. Um, and he was saying like, oh, I don't think we'll ever be great grandparents because my two brothers are the eldest. Yeah. Um, Nick has a girlfriend, but like not looking like having kids. Michael doesn't have a missus and he's just doing him. He doesn't really care. Yeah. And there's me and like my littler cousins, like one's in a relationship, but just finished studying and yeah you know like there was no one really looking like they were gonna have a kid um so yeah pop was like oh i don't think we'll ever be great grandparents and even mum was like oh i don't know like if i'll be a grandparent wow um so yeah it's a big surprise and yeah now mum just i don't know she could she would seriously just move in i reckon if i let her yeah. she'd be there every day loves it it'd be great having like new kids again yeah especially after raising kids and going through it and they would have had time to reflect on it now that you're all adults yeah like you play a different role as a grandparent yeah exactly mum has two sisters and two brothers yeah and it's the first grandchild like yeah great grandchild for nan and pop so um yeah it's that it's funny my little cousin tamara who's i think she's going into high school next year she got excited because she's not the youngest anymore yeah um but yeah it's that next generation come through now so they're um yeah everyone's pretty excited walk into we went out for dinner for mum's birthday last awesome. week the week before and i, I don't matter anymore you <laughs> <laughs> walk in with the pram and it's just see a harvey and nobody gives a shit about Elsa. 
Yeah. Everyone just wants Harvey. But the circle of life, mate. It you're, is. You've got to let it go. But, um, nah, seeing the pure happiness on mum's face when he's around is pretty special. Yeah. It's pretty special. Wow. You, how did Emma tell you she was pregnant? And how did you <laughs> rang feel? Me, rang me crying. Wow. It would be so Nervous. emotional even if you were yeah. ecstatic about it. Like, so it'd just be overwhelming. Oh, 100%. Like, can't even really explain it, I guess. Um, yeah, it was very full on. You were at work? Where did she call you? No, I wasn't at work. It must have been on, I think it was on a Sunday. Yeah. I think it was at home. Well, she just said, come around, I think. Yeah, she just told me to go around. And she didn't tell me until I got there. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty full on time and a um, bit of back and forward what to do. And um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Roller coaster of emotions for for a little while. Yeah. Um. When I moved to Shepherd in April four years ago, um, it was April first, and I just drove the truck down and we started unloading all the stuff in Eight Hoskins Street. Yeah. My gym, and um, I just spent all the money I had to set this gym up. Like I just moved away from the place I was living. Yeah. I had nothing. Yeah. And um, it's about halfway through the day and I get a phone call. The girl that I had been seeing in Warnable calls her up and she says, like, I've got something to tell you. Like, oh, just just chill out for a second. I was like, well, what do you have to tell me? And she's like, oh, I'm pregnant. And I was like, well, you, I thought you said that, like, yeah. you were on the pill. And she's like, yeah, well, I don't know what's happened. And then I was like, okay, well, what do you want to do? Right? Yeah. Like, but instantly when I heard the news, I was trying to fix, like, I was trying to find the solution, but I wasn't clear what the solution was. Yeah. But, like, I kind of wanted to see how she wanted to deal with the situation yeah, of course. because that was going to help, help me pick how I was going to deal yeah. with the situation. Yeah. But it was an April Fool's joke. No way. Man. And in that moment, I was like, I think I'm in love with this girl. Yeah. <laughs> what a psychopath. That is, that is right off. Yeah. That is the ultimate of April Fool's. Yeah. Like to actually, not just like, a, oh, I'm pregnant. Like, fool fooled you. Yes. And on, on the day, man, the day I moved down here, I was just like, whoa. I yeah. wasn't thinking about it was April 1st. Yeah. No, exactly right. Wow, that would have been full on. Um, how has your and Emma's relationship developed since having Harley? Um, oh, that's a good one. I guess it's it's matured in a way. Yeah. Um, has to... I guess like it's not about us anymore yeah it's about um keeping this little man alive and keeping him healthy um i think we've both settled into it fairly well like it's definitely been hard a lot harder than everybody makes it out to be but she's doing an amazing job um she'd be like me i guess and sometimes think that she's not but she's doing an incredible job i've been like under the pump hard with work for most of the year now um doing overtime nearly every night and it's been very hectic so it's been a huge year of changes and stuff for me um but she's taken on the mother role incredibly and she's um yeah she's doing awesome so it's sort of made it easier i guess she's been very understanding with me doing that overtime and putting in the hours up until the holidays mm. um 
But I, I reckon our relationship is stronger, for sure. Which is good, because it could easily go either way. Yeah. Hmm. How do you think she would rate your performance on being a father, or being in that father role? Um, she tells me that I'm doing well, and I'm probably doing better than what I tell myself. Yes. Um, That's why I bring it up. Um, like, she probably feels similar to, yeah. to you in the way that she she might be questioning how she is performing, but you just told the way that you described it is probably more accurate than how it is in her imagination. So how she's describing your performance to you yeah. is probably more accurate than how it is in probably, your imagination. Probably, yeah. And, um, yeah, I guess that's a hard thing. It's just a huge, huge change and realising that there is going to be the hard times. As we were talking about before the camera turned on, just everybody... Um, and if you see people and you're asking how, the, how it's going being a dad and that, and everyone's like, yeah, it's going real well but like you said you can sort of see it on people's faces that it's there's a there's a second side to the story yeah there is but nobody opens up about it um and i did not too long ago on my instagram story and just uh had a little moment that i admitted that i was struggling um and i feel like there is this expectation like whenever i'm at the terminus or something people coming up like oh how is it? it must be so good being a dad and it's like yeah it's awesome but I just felt like I was being fake because it like I said I was doing overtime coming home mm. at like 6 six thirty, which was just Harvey's like locked in crack the shit sort of time yeah like he's tired he's hungry or whatever so I'm walking in screaming baby trying to relieve Emma after she's had a whole day of dealing with him and it's like, this is not enjoyable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, like you I just open up from, about it and I, f- I feel like I had, oh, I reckon I nearly had a hundred messages from people saying my partner was the exact same or you just, I, w- I felt the same. Like, it just feels like you're not um, enjoying it as much as you should be. Yeah. But the start, like, my boss was straight up to me. He's like, you're going to hate your life for the first few months. Like, it's literally an object that you just got to keep alive. Like, it, you get nothing back. It's not like, Harvey, like now, I, you might have seen in my story this morning, I'm like, Harvey, and poke him in that, and he gets a little grin going. Yeah. Like, he's eight weeks now, today. But for the first six weeks at least, you get nothing back. So it's just like draining yes. you know yeah. it's just draining um did you get a lot of solace from the responses did you yeah. feel like you weren't alone massively like doing it's obviously nerve-wracking doing the the open raw posts but i've done a fair few in my time especially going through the cancer stuff i've been pretty open with it all and i have learned that it does help like i've talked to a lot of people about um about cancer, like people that they know have got cancer or even just mental health stuff. I'm like, just be open. Like it actually, like it actually helps so much. And that's why I went and did that. And I had so many good responses and it did relieve, like it didn't make me feel like a piece of shit. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not the only one here. So, um, it definitely helped a lot. Yeah. Can you 
name specifically why it helps to talk about it? I feel like just getting it off your chest in the first place helps. You know, just releasing it, just yes. admitting it to yourself and letting it out instead of it just all gathering up inside your head and yeah. then just losing it. Um, and I think just hearing the response back of people admitting that they've felt the same it just relieves you of that, um, I don't know, the pressure that you've got on yourself. Yeah. I think it's great that you can be the conduit for other people to open up about it. Yeah. The first person to do it, it's hard. Oh, 100%. And that's half the reason I do it. Yes. Is because it allows other people to do it. Um, Because of those 100 people who messaged you, I bet a lot of them still had that in their head. Oh, for sure. And then you sparked it. Yeah. If Alistair, this guy who is figuring it all out, can openly talk about it. Yeah. Maybe I can talk about it as well. Exactly right. And even if they come back to me with one or two messages and it helps them, like they don't even have to open up into public or anything. Yeah. Even if them just responding to me helps, then that makes my day sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I did it on a, on a Wednesday because I'd been doing these hump day posts. Just obviously it's been a shit year, um, so much going on. So I was just trying to do motivational, inspirational sort of every Wednesday posting just like how happy I am business owners that are friends like you with the gym that are pushing through these crazy times. King Ephraim Stella was going there for a coffee. Yeah. That shit makes me happy. Um, and just about going to the gym, how much that's helped my mental health and um, my well-being and stuff. And I put up the one about the gym and then a few days later, my mate in Melbourne posted and he's like, shout out to my boy, Handy and um need one of the other boys for getting me g'd up and getting back into the gym stay three like i'm feeling feeling awesome yeah and that hey if i help one person then i'm happy where do you think this sense of um positivity stemmed from like was there um a particular experience where you're like i've really got to focus on being positive um I feel like I'd always been fairly positive, but then back in 2014, I uh, had a pretty traumatic experience and found a mate um, hanging from from the from a shed, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty full on, and that sort of made me realise that that um, nothing else is that bad. You know what I mean? Like, people will have a sook, like, someone's come five minutes late or something. It's like, who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've said things to mum before because dad forgot to turn the barbecue on in time, so dinner's going to be 20 minutes late. I'm like, who gives a shit? Like, if that's the worst thing that's happening in your day, then life's pretty good. So that kick-started it, um, and then being diagnosed with cancer and going through that journey my main thing while I was in there is positivity is the key. And like there's a poster up in the Olivia Newton John Ward still that I made to put up in there just because the whole time I don't, and I don't even know how it sparked in me even more then, but my whole time I was just, yeah, I'm going to do this. Like whenever I spoke to someone that came in, I'm like, yeah, when I'm better, 
I'm going to go do this. Like there was, I feel like the positive attitude had a major, major part in me still being here today. Yeah. Not saying that if I wasn't positive that I would have died, but... You wouldn't be who you are today. I wouldn't be who I am. And I actually believe that it did help me stay alive. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Belief is the strongest emotion a human can feel. Yeah. Um, and like it's a combination of being positive, but also believing you're going to make it through these tough times. Yeah, correct. That obviously your body wants homeostasis. So if you believe your body's going to want to recover faster. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I've talked But if you believe you're sick and dying, like it's not going to want to, it's going to it's fall going into to that trap. Exactly. And that's what I've said to people. Like I've said, I've been pretty open with the cancer stuff and that. And I've had a lot of people message me like, oh, my cousin or my brother or someone that I know is being diagnosed do you have any tips and stuff and every time I'm like positive attitude like is the number one thing that I can tell you Mm. because I honestly believe it helps and even when it comes to small things like if you just get a a cold say Mm. on just everyday cold and you know people sit around like oh I'm so sick I'm staying in bed like you're gonna stay sick for a week longer than if you just go oh fuck we got a bit of sniffy nose. I'll, I'll just push through this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you just keep going, then I feel like you recover quicker. Yeah. Do you think this attitude is going to help you raise your son? I hope so. It's testing it. Yeah, that's exactly what I like. Um, because it's 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 probably not going to make you happy these early days, but it's going to be more. It's going to give your life more meaning. Yeah. So it's like an eventual payoff of oh, ultimate happiness. 100%. And I'm I'm not sitting here and say the whole thing has been shit. Like, yeah. it's still been incredible. And there's still some awesome times. Like, it was just yesterday. We put him down on his mat to do a bit of tummy time. And that needed a little roll over onto his back. And it was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> there is still... It's still amazing. And it's still crazy looking at him... Like, that's my child there. So it's still, yeah, it's not like the whole thing's just been terrible and I've hated it. It's just testing and obviously a massive change. Yeah. Can you share with um, some future first-time fathers what the biggest hurdles have been? I feel like you've touched on them, but can you, like, um, pinpoint them for me? Um, I feel like the hardest one for me is when he's if he starts crying and you and you just don't know what's wrong they obviously can't talk to you yeah and because it is your baby like you were saying earlier you wish you could just feel that without carrying it on just feeling that emotion of having a child yeah to have this thing in your arms that's your little man and he's just bawling his eyes out like it just makes me so sad yeah because I just want I don't want him to cry. <laughs> like you never, you never want yeah. your kid to cry. And then it, I guess it, um, it's given me more respect and love for my parents because you know what they've gone through with yeah. having you now. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, for, for new dads, I guess it is just that, um, dealing with the changes and the, the emotional roller coaster. Mm. but just remember that you're not the only one. And reach out if you need to. Yeah. Um, what I hear a lot is 
people struggle with sleep. Have you found that so far? Yes and no. Like, we've been lucky with Harvey's sleeping patterns. Great. Um, most of the time, he will have a feed at like 9, 9.30. He's asleep by 10 and doesn't get up till 2 or 3 and then not again till 6. Yeah. So, and Emma's getting up and breastfeeding. So I'm not really getting up. I might wake up a little bit while she gets up because I get disturbed, but then I'm back down. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'm kind of used to it from when I was in hospital because I was getting woken up four times a night then yeah, to have yeah. my bloods and that done. So I've already sort of gone through the uh, interrupted sleep, but we've yeah we've been lucky because you hear a lot of people. I think it'll change a bit when it when he gets to four months and when he starts teething and things like that. I think it's a lot worse. But at the moment, his last night he did seven hours straight like and he's only eight weeks so he's been really good with the sleeping which has helped definitely helped us but i could imagine that well you just sleep deprivation gets you worn down hard yeah and there has been days that emma's that i've come home because emma will try and nap with him during the day but if he's disrupted through the day and doesn't nap and i get home then you can tell because she's cranky yeah and it's it's fair yeah yeah but then it was good because he had two days in a row that he was sort of a bit like skipping his days, day naps and stuff. And then he did this big seven hour sleep. So I let Emma catch up as well. Do you think um, Harvey has like, or all kids have like an internal, like an internal lot of habits that they do? Or do you feel like you have to teach him this is when you go to sleep? Or, did, or does he just seem to always go to sleep at the same time? Or no, that... I think there that a lot of people that I have talked to and young young parents and things say about routine is one of the major things that you have to get into routine, um, which we've done pretty well. Sort of gone with the flow a bit, but I think you do have to try and go. All right, it's nine o'clock. We'll yeah. go to, we'll try and put him down to bed now. Yeah. Um, I think you do have to teach them those habits because otherwise they'll just stay, try and stay awake. And yeah, I think, yeah, I think it is a major sort of thing, but. Mm. I don't know how far you've thought into the future, but can you recall how your parents disciplined you and how you'll discipline Harvey as he starts to develop his character? Cause he, like he's gonna make mistakes like every yeah. kid needs to yeah but I was, just feel like this is something that I would I still don't know the answer to yeah it was funny I was saying to Emma about this one because I feel like uh, some things especially these days if you say you're getting shit like yeah I'm not gonna go belt my son but I don't know I'm not gonna be the type that um, just bribes him like a I feel like these kids these days aren't disciplined enough. Mm-hmm. They're just uh, bribed with treats or something to be better, which I hate. Yes. Like, my dad's been a primary school teacher his whole life and he's seen the changes. Like, mum and dad never whacked us. They might have threatened us with a wooden spoon or something, but yeah. I don't think I ever got, like, I got a tap on the bum. I never got hit. Yes. Um. But that sort of threat was there or the like if you'd been a little shit in the car they'd be like we'll let you out here and you can walk yeah 
and it's that sort of oh all right, I better be good. But these days, like, Dad, I remember Dad after school one day said he was out the front and this kid was cracking it, wouldn't want to get in the car, screaming. So they just, oh, we'll give you a lolly. Like, we'll go get your lollies. Yeah. And that's the way, and it's like, nah. Because if I was a kid, I'd just keep doing it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I feel like discipline these days is, um, everyone's gone a bit you're, soft. You're enabling bad behavior. Yeah. By rewarding By rewarding it. And I don't... Where your dad taught you how to respect authority. Yeah. Exactly right. And And I'm... I'm, It was never needed to to go that far because we were just like, oh, we've got to be good. And I think we've always been taught... Mum and Dad taught us about respect a lot and respecting elders and, you know, go if we were around a friend's house and you Mm. sit there and be good. Like... Yeah. And... It just got ingrained in us, I think, and it just showed, especially now, it just shows um, how good of parents my my mum and dad were, and I appreciate it at the time. Yes. That the yeah, like it, when I was fifteen or whatever, and you make silly mistakes, and you, they're the worst. Like you know, like I'm not letting me go to this party or not letting me go to that friend's house, and you hate them. Yeah. But now it's like ah. Oh, I see why, like, and I love the way that mum and dad brought us up. Like, we'll never, uh, we'll never spoil, but we're never too far disciplined. You know, like we had, it was a balance. Yeah, there was an awesome balance. Like, we still got to go to parties and we still got to have friends around and we still got to do things we wanted. But then there was the limit, and there was you're not hanging out with that person or you're not staying out till that time. Yeah, and now that I've grown up, I love that they were like that we're on the same page in regards to this um do you think that we have the popular opinion or the unpopular opinion i think it's the popular opinion but i think society's made it harder with especially like with ipads and and phones and things because few years ago when I was like, oh, if I have a kid, they're not having a phone or an iPad until they're older and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? But then now they go to school and they get given one or if they go to a friend's house and they've all got them, it's like, how do you, how do you control that and say no if, if it's everywhere? Yeah. But I feel like it's also used too much as a tool. Like uh, it, the, the iPad's the babysitter now. Yeah. You know, you just give them that to... Um, so I think we have a, we've got the popular opinion about it all, but it's how to change it, I guess. Yeah. But when it comes to treats and that, that I won't be doing that. It's like in the supermarket, I don't know if it ever, it wouldn't have ever happened ever, but it was like the, oh, pull your pants down and smack you in front of everyone. Like that, you know, you get that from mum and it's like, oh, I'm going to stop being naughty then because I don't want to get smacked in front of everyone in the supermarket. Yeah. But it was, I don't know, I feel like I'd take that route rather than trying to buy them treats. Yeah, 100%. Um, like, we disciplined my dog when I was going, like when he was a puppy. And then one day we were down at the beach and it looked like he was going to bite the yeah. kid. And all I did was like a low toned growl. Yeah. And he instantly looked at me 
and he knew. Like, I didn't have to... I didn't want to smack him in public. Yeah. I, I didn't want to smack him at all anymore. Yeah. Um, but, like, he just knew. Like, okay, well, no, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah, exactly um, right. So, yeah. Uh, the psychologist that I listen to, he says, if your kid's chucking a tantrum um, in a supermarket, you put the trolley back and you walk outside and you wait for him to finish. What do you think about that? I don't know, because you do see the... It's going to be interesting because now I'm going to have to go through it all. Yeah. So it might change my ways of what I'm saying. But I, you do see parents in supermarkets and there's a toddler screaming and they just like pretend like the kid's not there. Yeah. And it's like, can you tell your shit kid to shut up? Yeah. <laughs> but I like the idea of t- like, so he was saying, take it out. Take the kid Take away. the kid outside. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's good. And not give him any reward yeah. or any punishment, but yeah. just take him like it. Like, uh, yeah, you've got to stop. You, you, or we're can not you gonna, stop? Yeah, we're exactly. Just stay right. here. Yeah. I think that's better than just ignoring the kid yeah. whilst standing in the supermarket or buying treats yeah. or anything. I might have to take that one in the notes. Emma, remember that. <laughs> take the kid outside. What other values do you think it's important to instill your kid with? Um, I guess, like I was saying before about respect, respect's always been a big one growing up and shaking mum and dad's friends hands and stuff like um it's like a lost art it is like whenever i see mum or dad's like family friends and stuff i'll shake a hand or give the wife a hug or something yeah. um and it's funny you say that about lost art like um i remember like growing up and there's the that certain uh, percentage of, that are say like respecting younger generations gone and all this sort of thing and I'm one to like hold a door open yes and I remember at TAFE one day and I this lady was a good 20 metres away like I could have just kept walking for sure but I was like I'll stand here and just walked through and just didn't even say anything and I was like we're the ones that get like this bad name that we don't have respect and yet you can't even give me a thank you you know what i mean yeah like um but yeah i feel like i've i've always been the one to shake hands and and be polite to mum and dad's friends and i think i'll definitely push to have that instilled in harvey as well Mm -hmm. i think it's definitely important what scares you the most about the future in, in regards to Harvey. In regards to Harvey? Yeah. Well, um, I guess how quick it's he's already growing up. Like, he's already eight weeks now, and it feels like it's just been a, a blink of an eye. Um, he's definitely turned into a little man more, but just seeing now, like, my mum and dad have turned 60, and it's like, shit, he's like, that's gone fast for me, so I feel like he's... Um, his life will go fast and obviously just uh, because I like been living in Shep or not even in Shep just knowing the shit that's out there like yeah. just um, I don't know hoping that I I bring him up well enough not to go down a bad path um, yeah like, I don't want to shelter him. I don't want to be one of those parents that you, you see a lot of 
um, kids and stuff, I think, that get super sheltered from the real world and then end up letting loose. You know what I mean? And they go the complete opposite way because you're too too locked down from the world. So I want him I want him to be able to see the world and, and see the real life out there, but obviously just make the right choices. Yeah. You have to let him out into the world. 100%. And, and yeah, there's, there's obviously a right age to do that or a right age bracket and then it's the wrong yeah, age bracket. Correct. And people go too far down yeah. that path. And just, I want him to be around a good group of people, I guess is the main thing. Like for, I've always had great friends and um, I feel like the people you hang around is the people that you become. Yeah, uh, I read the most important role of a parent from like, I, I believe the ages were like two to five. And the most important thing for you to do is to make sure Harvey's well socialized. Yeah. Because if he's liked by other kids, he'll do well in yeah, life. Correct. Right. But if you if he doesn't socialize much or he isn't well socialized, like he doesn't know how to share and yeah. et cetera, et cetera, like he's, that's going to show somewhere down the line. 100%. Um, yeah which I found really interesting I, yeah I think when I have kids that will be my goal oh for sure do you have any other um, friends that have kids a similar age yeah I do Trav Senior one of my good mates yeah. um, he has three girls now wow. but his third one was born I think like five six months before Harvey um, so it's good having him close and I think probably try and involve myself even more with him. Like, we're already close, but I messaged him the other day to see what he was doing for New Year's Eve because, like, I like to party, but this year it's like, I'm not doing nothing for New Year's <laughs> Eve. Like, so I messaged him and I was like, What's, what are you and the fam doing? Like, it'd be cool if we could hang out and just have a couple of drinks and chill with the fam because we both got small bubs now. That sounds awesome, um, man. Doesn't that sound like a good yeah, time? Yeah, which would be cool anyway. And I think it'll be cool in the future like if my other I have a few friends that have been in long term relationships and stuff so if they start having kids and you start doing the family thing which would be fun as well it's just that next step yeah it, but, um, it feels like we're going to be the shepherding community soon like yeah. when you're growing up you kind of like you're not sure if you're going to stay you're not you're not really kind of cemented in the yeah 100%. in the community and then you have a family and then you've got family friends it's kind mm. of like this is definitely home yeah like i'm now that harvey's born here it's like i'm, I'm not shifting for at least a while now yeah like not a chance so yeah be cool hopefully there's a couple of uh, my cousin actually she, she just had a baby two weeks after harvey wow. but she's in melbourne um but i think there's been a fair few um new babies this year that have been through people. Uh, like that have been people I, that I know yeah. not necessarily super close with but people I class as friends so it'll be cool to uh, travel this journey with them I guess and see them grow up well having a laugh because Trav has a girl I was saying to Emma I'm like oh, I can just see when Harvey's like 16 or something and he comes home with this girl and it's like who's this <laughs> oh Layla Senior oh does your dad know you're here? <laughs> Harvey would just be a little heartbreaker or something and I'll have to ring bloody Trav. Yeah, I, you know, I see you slowly trying to work that nickname in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, but... Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. What do you think is going to be different for you 
in 12 months across all aspects of your life work hobbies your relationship and um, I think um, work I'll still be there we've been uh, we've had a huge year at GV sign makers and um, had a few big contracts we've been doing some KFCs and things and we've uh, probably been three times as busy this year than we were last and it's been a pretty crazy ride um, I've stepped up into a bigger role so I'm still learning and taking on new things and I think I'm pretty cemented in there and want to grow with them um, so yeah work will, work will be as busy as ever um, need to probably start looking at buying a house we're just Emma and I are renting at the moment so probably just keep saving and try and slot a house in there sometime but um, I also would love to get over to Europe at least for a couple of weeks because um, it was my my big thing when after I was sick I wanted to head over and do Europe for a few weeks yeah um, and then was sort of saving and just getting settled in and then met Emma and then all of a sudden Harvey happened so that sort of well then COVID happened so it, that put it all on lock anyway um, so I still want to get there because it was my main thing that I'm going overseas so that'll happen at some point but um yeah, I guess we'll just be taking this crazy ride with Harvey and learning every day. It's just lessons, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, Four Kings is still just trotting along slowly. I'm not pushing it as hard as what I used to. Um, I did stop it for a while completely just because I was concentrating on my health and getting back in the gym and stuff after I was sick and I just didn't have the time and energy. Um but then just seeing pictures and things, it sort of made me miss it. So I've started again, but it's just slow release. I'm not on there every day and having huge expectations of myself. Mm-hmm. It's just letting it sort of trickle along. Um, but yeah, obviously photography now will be more of more of Harvey. Yeah. Um, but no, it's good. Can't wait to take him out on it. Emma and I both love going on adventures and going to waterfalls and Hopefully we'll get some day trips in over the over the holidays. Um, I've got four weeks, which is good. Great. Heading to Geelong for four nights with mum and dad. Um, so that'll be awesome. Emma and I'll be able to have some time and go have some dinner and stuff and have some us time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. Sounds good to me. Um, last two questions. Who locally inspires you? Oh. I was looking, I, was, I knew this was going to come and I was like, geez, this is hard, like harder than you think. Um, obviously, after Harvey and making this big change, my mum and dad inspire me heaps um, to just recognise how well they've done as parents to have us three boys, like one's fucking hard. <laughs> like, how, how did you do three? So they definitely inspire me to be a good parent. Um but then I'm also inspired by just local business people like yourself, like Frankie Lagana with the deck and um, Kinga, Scott Parker, like the Termi, Greg and Brooke. Like I just love love hanging around and, and being mates with these business owners because they push me to thrive even more. Like I'd love to one day own a business, even if it is GB Signmakers, become part owner there. Um, I've always had that sort of dream and that drive. So hanging out with business people definitely inspires me a lot yeah what i love about that is 
those people that you just listed, when you are ready to choose exactly what you want to do for your business, they will work harder for you than yeah, like um, like a Gloria Jeans or yeah. do you know what I mean? Like they're gonna oh, they're gonna get behind you as well, like yeah, because exactly your support right. like obviously doesn't go unnoticed. All those yeah. all those places that you go to, they all speak highly of you. Yeah, and um, you make a big difference. Like you have a strong social media presence. And yeah, you help bring business to them, so they're gonna do the same for you when you're ready. Yeah, and I like it's not even I don't do it for me. I do it because I like supporting others. You know what I mean? Like, I go to the Termi because I love Greg and Brooke and I go to Stella because I love Kinga because I've just made this relationship with him over the years. I love seeing other locals do well. Yeah. that's I can tell. All right, last thing. 15 years from now, you are, you're at a family barbecue and you bring up that you're on a podcast Harvey's like what the hell dad podcast. he's like no I was um, go listen to it what message do you have for him oh shit that's really hard what 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 would you leave for him like these words will always be around make me heaps of money <laughs> it was funny he was born he was pretty tall like and he's he's putting on like 740 grams every two weeks yeah. like he's gonna be massive and Emma loves the NBA and that and she's like go Earn, earn mum and dad heaps of money. Man, imagine if he does now. I know, it'd be the best, especially saying this. But um, nah, I guess just I hope you've grown up to be a respectful um, young man that's looked at um, looked at well in the, in the eyes of the community, I guess. And people have respect for you and you carry on the hand name. Great, Elsa. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me.